0: Three, two, one, we're
1: back. Hey, everybody, do you remember this thing called the Sink Podcast, the Sinkcast?
0: Yes, we have been away for a minute, but we're back now. I feel like the world (laughs) has gone away for a minute.
1: (laughs) It really has, it really has. Uh, I got an idea. Okay. Let's do this entire podcast and not mention the pandemic one time. You already fail. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's possible? I don't. That's sort of the joke I'm making right now.
0: I don't think it is either.
1: <laughs> uh, so as you said, it has been a a minute, man. Um, I I think the last one we did, last same cast we did, you and I did one on racial justice, mm-hmm. and then I did one after that with Josh Shields, Dave Shields' son, mm-hmm. on the same topic mm-hmm. and. And uh it's just been a <laughs> lot's been going on and so we we have just uh not done this for a while. But I'm excited. I talked to a few people at Sank uh that actually listened to the podcast and <laughs> have said they enjoyed it. So that's partly uh why uh we felt the need. We gotta get back at it. So uh <laughs> I'd love for you just to tell us Mark Moranishi. I'd love to just check in. Uh yeah. we got all we got is friends listening. So What's the last, it's been over a month since we we did this last, so Mm -hmm. what have you been up to? What have you been learning? How are you, Missy?
0: Yeah, great questions. Uh, One, I really miss Sank, Uh, and I love what you guys are doing on Facebook. I watch you guys a lot, but sometimes I don't comment because sometimes you just got to watch, you know? And as someone that is in the church online world, I would encourage people to participate and not to just watch, but actually sure. participate in the chat. Um, but I get it. Yeah. We have been going around the Western part of the U S and that's where we yeah. were all last month. Basically we,
1: Amazing. we
0: took a, a long road trip, which we, Kind of feel a little bit guilty about uh, just because of something that we're not supposed to name in this podcast that has that rhymes with endemic <laughs> <laughs> and starts with P. <laughs> um, but the reason why we chose to do that is because we picked a whole bunch of campsites that were kind of off the beaten path, out of yeah. the way, and so yeah. that was really good. We um, started in Oregon, visiting some family of mine, cruised over through Washington, went to Glacier National Park in Montana down to Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, back through um, Nevada, through Tahoe, back home. It was awesome.
1: That's amazing, man. What was your favorite spot that you visited?
0: Ooh. Favorite spot was probably Yellowstone. It was like a different planet there.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. like My mind didn't know what to do with it sometimes because... Sometimes it was foresty, and you're like, okay, cool. Sure. I, I, you know, okay. But then there would just be like a big, giant, boiling pot of mud, like right next to the yeah. road that's like just steaming. And you're like, what is that? Is that a fire? No, it's just a mud pot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. Me neither. Dude, yeah, I actually was- went to Yellowstone when I was a kid, and I don't remember it. So I'd love to go back.
0: Yes, we should go back. We should, we should plan a Hendrix Morinishi. Yeah, yeah. Road trip because, Henry yes, Henrichi, <laughs>
1: that's the, the power. That's good. the power couple. Um,
0: because if if I'm not mistaken, I think the Hendrix household is also trying to get into camping.
1: Yeah, well, I was about cool. to say that. I was going to comment on on your trips. You know, I do feel like this whole hashtag van life thing is is just trending like crazy, mm-hmm. and I do think it's interesting. Even pre-demic. See, I didn't say. Nice. Um, we're 0 for 2 so far. Nice. <laughs> uh, this has already been a thing. You know, I think millennials and the generation below that. What is below millennials? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, Gen Z. Is Gen Z. Uh, hashtag van life and sort of the principle behind that is just like, man, I think we're we're striving for something different than a desk job and uh, the whole American dream thing. hmm Mm -hmm. Uh, I've talked to so many people that are like that, but it's like in the past six months, it's even just really pushed a lot of us even, Hey, let's do this even more. But yeah, we've been looking at pop-up campers for our family and just love the idea, even though it'd be crazy, chaotic, take three kids. Uh, but just going away, doing the pop-up camper thing and, you know, with school doing distance learning and us doing remote, working Mm -hmm. there's no reason we couldn't go this fall like several times and just Mm -hmm. do it in the middle of the week and as long as we have some wi-fi or uh you know some some data we can do our stuff so it's just cool to think about again I, i i think there's just a lot of us that are realizing there's just so much more to life than working at a job and and not that jobs are bad like we're super grateful i mean so many people don't have a job right now right but yes but I think uh, I'm just very proud of that. There's so much about <laughs> our generation and Gen Z that probably isn't the best. Um, you know, we've got our own issues, mm-hmm. but that's one thing I am proud about. Is like I think so many of us are just yearning for a little more out of life uh, than just making money and and sort of buying a house and all that kind of thing. So, dude, that's I totally agree.
0: And I think that being, at least for me, being outside and yes. close to nature makes me a better person.
1: Agreed, 100%. Like
0: I have more energy. I was waking up like, cause there was a time change. So luckily it was an hour behind. I've, I've worked out of Hawaii for a little bit and that was the worst cause it's three hours ahead. Right. So you have an 8am meeting here. It's 5am there. That was not cool, <laughs> but we were an hour behind. And so, uh, it was awesome. Cause we'd get up at like f- five 30 or six in the morning, their time and go out and do a hike or something in like, i don't know montana where it's just beautiful go see a waterfall sit by you know have a coffee sit down you're working you already feel good because you're outside and then afterwards you just okay cool where do you want to watch the sunset tonight okay let's just go and watch that over these mountains outside and it just reminded me like one i need to do that more here because i take that for granted so much like we live in such a beautiful place as it is like I almost felt some conviction at some points where I was sure. just like, I need to be outside more at home because mm-hmm. like we could watch the sunset every day over the, over the ocean if we wanted to.
1: Totally.
0: And we don't, but, um, I don't know. There's just something about being outside, being connected to nature. And for me, that's one of the big ways that I connect with God is through creation mm-hmm. care, through spending time in beautiful places and whether that's hiking or sitting or fishing or just being outside. And so... Yeah, man. Yeah. I think there's a lot there that has some benefits in just going out.
1: Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I was just talking to a buddy of mine about what is worship. And we, we were just talking about getting yeah. outside of our thought of worship music and mm-hmm. a service. And obviously we can't do that for the most part right now anyways. But yeah, I told him the exact same thing for me the most worshipful place I feel is being in creation, being in nature. That's where I, I experience the awe and the beauty of God the most. And yeah, sort of grounds me. It centers me. It gets me It low. You know, I've, I've referenced this. I need to find the actual reference. Cause I've talked about this in, the, in a sermon before, but uh, there's been research done that just getting out in green space, uh, lowers your blood pressure Man. and in it, it course it does <laughs> you know just uh, mm-hmm. any of us that just get out there you mm-hmm. just feel a little calmer you just breathe a little deeper so i guess the point of this podcast today is uh let's all go do like chase ishii and convert our vans into uh, campers and leave i'm in is that where do i sign away? up is there like an
0: event for that on facebook that we could sign up for and
1: register or like yeah, it's uh, Chase at gmail.com if you just email him directly.
0: What if that's actually his email?
1: Oh, I feel so bad. Sorry, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love to convert your van for you. You just bring him uh, any kind of vehicle. Anything. He'll convert it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the tools and the free time, so he'll do it for you. <laughs> that's funny. I really hope he listens to this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm so glad you guys got to do that. I think for us, you know, the past month, I just want to name some stuff that's been going on. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's been this thing that's not called the the P-demic. Nice. Does that still count? No. All of that's been going on. We're still not meeting in person. Still could be a while to meet in person. So that's been a lot. The, the uh, uptick in just the racial injustice stuff, obviously we have talked about that. That's still been going on. The politica, uh, or polarization of our world just feels like a lot. And then mm-hmm. uh, I've talked about this at Sank. We showed uh, our former senior pastor John's uh, sermon a couple of weeks ago, and I've talked about this pretty openly, but we just had a hard season. At church, um, just going through some bad decisions and what that means for the future leadership of our church. And so it's been it's been quite the month and a half, I would say. And so uh, I, I am excited for the fall. I'm excited to returning to uh, sort of getting into rhythm of what we're doing at Sync. Mm. And uh, I'm excited for small groups, hopefully to meet in person soon. There's just a lot to be excited about, but it has been a long month.
0: Definitely a long month, and I feel like we ha- like I highlighted the good parts of of leaving and going to the woods, but I think there is a little bit of escapism there as well. Sure. Where it's just when I'm out there, I'm not thinking about you know the real heavy things in life like pandemics. Yeah. Oh man, I said it. Dang it. Ah! <laughs> or you know what our church has gone through the last month, month and a half, whatever. Yeah, and so. Yeah, it's hard. It was hard coming back because I went from this, you know, almost month long time outside in beauty to back at the same desk where I've been sitting for the last four months in my kitchen that I have to clean off because that's also my kitchen table.
1: And, Dude, and then, isn't that? I hadn't really uh, thought of that paradox until you just mentioned it. It is ironic that the same thing that is giving us a little freedom to work around Mm -hmm. in different places is the same concept that uh like we're locked into a screen we're locked into a desk even if you know we get to do that in another location it's it's really it's sort of the paradox of technology in a nutshell it's like so Mm -hmm. great so amazing but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like it can be so brutal because you're just sort of stuck in
0: it do you ever not do technology like, I know mm-hmm. a couple other pastors that are like, nope, like six o'clock, my phone's off and I don't turn it on until this yeah. time. Do you do something like that
1: too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lori and I try to do that. We'll put it in our room. We haven't been great at it the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's, we've both, both of us have had the horrible experience of one of our kids asking us to stop looking at their phone. To play Aww. with us, and then you just you just get so much like guilt of like oh my gosh, I'm I'm the person that I like I'm judging myself in that moment. Um, so yeah, I, ironically, it's funny you said that. <laughs> I I deleted uh, Instagram and Twitter just this morning again. Let's go, okay? Which I know you and I both deleted Instagram in the fall just to take a little break from it, and once this started, I I jumped back on in a lot of ways, just feeling like, you know, I want to be more connected than ever, but it's funny. Yeah. It's so funny. You mentioned that today this morning, I was just praying with God and I was like, man, what are these, the distractions I've just been feeling the past few Mm -hmm. months. And for me that, you know, I know it's for a lot of people, but uh, yeah, it's, I just get on there for no reason. It distracts me. So Mm -hmm. Those, those have been a couple of little things, but yeah, I, I love the idea, uh, since we, we have, we've had kids, we haven't done this as much, but we used to even put our phones in a basket on Friday and we do a full Sabbath 24 hour. And we just, we'd just be disconnected for 24 hours. And I'd love to get back to that. feels a little, uh, impossible right now, but that could just be me making excuses (laughs) (laughs) as well. Have you ever done anything like that? no mm, i haven't mm.
0: uh i'd like to work towards something like that i think yeah. that's also something that i i noticed was my little screen time notification that pops up every once oh, in a while on my yeah, phone dude. was so low when i was out and about but right. as soon as i got back here it's like your average screen time went up by like x hours i was like oh no so that's
1: yeah it's definitely a very something convicting uh data point when that comes back. You know, it's interesting. I just talked to a friend online who said we were talking about camping Mm -hmm. and ironically he was saying he does exactly opposite of what we're talking about doing sort of remote working, which is a great option too. But he's like, when I go camping, I specifically look for spots where I have no signal because then it just takes away any kind of, of pressure Mm -hmm. for me to Mm -hmm. have any kind of technology. So I just you know, don't, don't touch it at all. And I just feel so re- recovered when I come back. And I was like, Hmm, that, that's, that's a really cool way to look at it. That is rad. Yeah.
0: We met this family that was, we, I was fishing in Yellowstone and they parked next to me. We were, we were both getting our, I think we were both coming back from the river and we were like, just talking to them a little bit of an older couple. And they're like, we just bought a, like a forestry cabin somewhere in Yellowstone that you can actually buy the cabin but not buy the land because it's national park land. But they're like have this Wi-Fi barely there that's just like satellite Wi Fi that they have to point it in a certain direction if it Whoa. moves and they're not gonna get it. But they're like, <laughs> we love it because like it's really slow, it's not great. Mm. But that forces us not to be on like we can't stream things for very
1: long. So it's yeah. like, oh dude Yeah. That's yeah. great man. Uh, well, hey, let's, uh, let's jump into our topic for today. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to, to continue our conversation that we started on Sunday, which mm-hmm. if uh, you mm-hmm. weren't there or you didn't hear, uh, we are almost done with our Summer on the Mount series, which has been going on for a while, all summer. So we're in our second to last week, this past weekend, we talked about how uh, Jesus says to uh, not judge. Um And he talks about the spec in someone else's eye, the plank in our own eye. Of course, I had to use a prop. That's too easy of a prop for me. Uh, some sand yeah, and a It's long, pretty low hanging fruit <laughs> low hanging. <laughs> For someone who always uses props Oh quick side note <laughs> Sam France told me she has a game She plays with any sermon I give Where she she has a, a point system It's one point for a Dallas Willard quote One point for a Henry Nowen quote And one point for a prop <laughs> And I don't know There's like a rare occasion where I use all three And then it's just like uh, Yeah it's like the perfect game <laughs> That's funny. That was great. Uh, So (laughs) we talked about all that. And something I wanted to circle around with you and I thought could use a little extra discussion. I can't. We used to have a name for this, like Going Deeper or something. Yeah, something Uh, like that. Uh, But we we hit on a little bit the difference between justice and judgment, which I think Mm -hmm. is really important. Because uh, we talked a lot about uh, judgment specifically on Sunday. Um, but something we're facing in our culture, uh, really heavily right now is, is both of these areas of justice and judgment. And it's really tricky because there's a, uh, uh, they sort of blend into each other a little bit. And so something I said on Sunday, and I just love to get your take on it and us just talk about how we can do one without doing the other, but we talked about justice. This is what we said, justice it equals making things right, hmm. which is obviously something we're called to and something we are like humanity, but definitely Christians. So we're longing to making things right. And justice is concerned with actions, consequences, and solutions. So the example I use on Sunday is like human trafficking. We should want to make things right about human trafficking when we hear about it. We should be concerned about the actions, the wrong actions we see. Those wrong actions deserve consequences, and we should work hard to find solutions for the rest mm. of our life, right? Like, we got to figure that one out. Mm. So, that's justice. And then, judgment, which Jesus says we should not do, and we're not called to be judges, uh, we define it as judgment, then, is interpretation. So, it's equal to interpreting actions. So instead of concerning about actions consequences, solution's judgment is actually interpreting the heart and the motives of someone. So beyond just like oh your action was bad, you deserve consequences, we go to you yourself mm-hmm. are a bad person, your heart is corrupt, you are a monster. Um mm-hmm. so I I feel like that's a, a yeah. decent way framework for that. Um but I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that and our day and age now where we are all fighting for ju- – well, in theory, we're all fighting for justice, but it does seem like so often it blends into a, a sort of a judgment perspective. Like what are your first thoughts when you think about that?
0: I mean, um, yeah, the, the first thought that jumps to my mind is we're all judgers fighting for justice.
1: Oh, interesting, yeah.
0: Like there's not really anyone that has – the the perspective or wisdom or authority to properly, I don't know, I would say judge without, I think you kind of mentioned in your sermon, um, seeing the whole picture or something like, like we, we yeah, see yeah. different parts, but we we can't see it all. Yes, right. And, and so I feel like, I mean, just one example that immediately comes to mind is social media. I mean, if you post one wrong thing on social media – and you say, you know, one thing. That one thing can then end someone's career, or they can get canceled, right. or banned, or I don't know, demonetized, or whatever you want to say. Sure. And that's just from you know, a lot, a lot of of judgment as opposed to justice. Even though justice might be warranted, but then you kind of have to toe the line of okay, what is consequence, and who defines consequence, and <laughs> yes, how sorry. do you, how do, how do we all come to a you know, level playing field and understanding right. on, okay, does X action get X consequence? I don't know. Yeah. It's
1: interesting. It is man. And we didn't talk about that at all on Sunday, but the consequence piece is interesting because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned the story of the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. which would mm-hmm. be a great illustration of misjudgment. Right. Uh, but in theory, mm-hmm. the people of that town we're seeking out justice, <laughs> which it's it's sort of yeah. absurd, for a, absurd yeah. in hindsight because you're just like, you guys are idiots. But for them, for whatever reason, in that moment, they thought that these people were witches and these people were terrorizing their town. So for them, justice was we have to remove this evil. Uh, but again, in hindsight, it's like, wow, to take to feel the. The confidence to take someone else's life, that's the consequence they deserve. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that. Consequences are a whole nother issue because it's like, mm-hmm. even as we pursue justice, how do we determine from our limited no- knowledge, our bias of mm-hmm. what consequence a person deserves or doesn't deserve? Uh, that can get <laughs> tricky really quickly. Uh, just looking at, I mean, how many people have been wrongfully imprisoned or you know it comes out 20 years later oh that person actually didn't do that uh, yeah. that man that's a that's a tricky one
0: yeah incredibly tricky and in some ways a lot of my learnings from this season this kind of you know rougher last two months has been mark just understand that the perspective you have isn't as big as the perspective that you want it to be and yeah really just you know, you you just have to kind of, Mark, you got to sit back and trust and, and judgment will come. Um, justice will come because our God's a God of justice. But it was so incredibly hard for me to then say, okay, I trust you, God, to make things right. And I trust you to reconcile and to build trust because... I, it's it's a mountain that God's going to have to move, and so,
1: hmm.
0: yeah. And in my perspective, I'm like, that's not even possible. But in God's perspective, He's like, no, you're, you, I got this. Just yeah, just let yeah, me, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, in a lot of ways, I mean, it it, it kind of pairs pretty well with what what you are talking about because I'm trying to remove that judgment that I have. I still want to seek justice because that's what exactly. we're called to do. But it's so incredibly hard to do so in a way that that judgment or I mm-hmm. think you also looked at biases as well. Mm-hmm. You probably touched on that. How yeah. biases can even – I can I can look at something and say I'm not judging. But right. yeah, I am judging actually.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I, you mentioned it. I think where – and why I wanted to dig in a little deeper today on this is – we as followers of Christ have the the obligation to try to to find the middle ground between those two, and that's in, so it might even be impossible to some degree, uh, but I, I know for for me, man, I am a laid back person, as you know. Uh, that's just my my personality bent is. Very, not only present minded, but also very, uh, what's right in front of me. And so mm-hmm. I just say that to say like, I can easily fall into the camp of my family, my current job, what's going on in this month is the only thing that I'm going to really worry about. And so I can get so on one side where I'm, I, you could even say it's lazy to a certain degree, but I just sort of close myself off to the rest of the world. Uh, And so when it comes to, to justice stuff, I can easily just say, ah, uh, like they should take care of, uh, um, that will take care of itself. Like that's not involved with me, you know? So almost the, I not only am not judging, I'm just not even engaging at all. (laughs) I'm just like, ah, like that, that'll figure itself out. They'll figure themselves out. Uh, it doesn 't concern me i 've got my own deal going on, whereas you know you and I have talked about this a lot with with racial justice it 's like that is a privileged place to be, and also that is not what we 're called to do it's mm-hmm. like no i'm i'm here as an agent of reconciliation i 'm an agent of justice, and so i shouldn't allow myself to get to that point where where I'm so ignorant or I'm so um, closed off to what's happening in the world or, you know, in Mm -hmm. my neighborhoods and stuff. But then, yeah, so then I can go to the other end where Mm -hmm. I'm so concerned about right things. I'm so concerned about helping. It starts in a great place. But then before you know it, everybody that is either against you or just has a different opinion towards things Mm-hmm. Th- then i start like my heart is like that person just doesn't get it they're uh, a a horrible person not deserving of any kind of <laughs> love and grace and I mean, we may not say that but it, that's sort of the feeling and so uh so that to your point that's just the hard middle ground to be in is like how do you how do you do both of those you know or not both of them how do you fight for justice without entering judgment um, that's that's the place I think we're supposed to be, but it's it's nearly impossible. Yes, so. it
0: is nearly impossible to do that. But I also think it is. Oh man. <laughs> Missy, okay, just, just jumped just into, say into our
1: our podcast. <laughs> I was say hi, being Missy.
0: Patient. You didn't tell me <laughs> if I come we're or not. We're doing a podcast. Well, I can't oh. see you because <laughs> scoot back from the mic, you're gonna <laughs> blow like, like, it out. Sorry, oh no! Is that why you have a sock on it? Yes.
1: <laughs> Mark has a virtual okay. background, so I couldn't see you at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Say hi to the thousands of people sign. here.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: Okay. Wait, hold on. What are you doing? Uh, okay, sorry about that. I think we're okay. back now. No one no one has ever thought this is a very professional podcast. I, don't think I feel like that's the
0: epitome that. of professionalism, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, to, to get us back on track. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, that was funny. I think an, an interesting way to think about this, Adam, would be has... I think one being on mission. What does it mean to be on mission? Yeah. What does it mean to be a disciple of God? Um, has the mission changed in today's era? Has the mission of go out and make disciples, hmm. does that look different now in a cancel culture, in a tech culture, internet culture, or hmm. is the mission still, I need to go out, I need to make disciples, and that's how we're going to do, seek and reconcile justice for Mm -hmm. this world yeah i what are your i mean what are your immediate thoughts on that
1: yeah yeah i I think in in those terms no it hasn't changed i I agree that is still our mission to Mm -hmm. make for us to be disciples of jesus and to make others um disciples of jesus i think i think part of the discipleship though is Uh, the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of Mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're going to always, yeah, I think, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is a great example, but all throughout Christian history, we've had disciples of Jesus who have applied what they're learning from Jesus to their, to their current culture. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to figure out to do. I, I think what's so hard it, it, what you're touching on is the social media piece is just really making this in, entirely different because mm-hmm. it's not just uh, it's not just an opinion that we hear two feet from us and we can have some nuance to it. Like I think of conversations I've had, whether heated or just normal conversations, where someone has expressed maybe a controversial opinion or belief. And in person Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and in relationship, there's some nuance to that. There's some complexity where you can sort of push on each other and and uh you know sort of figure out that the heart behind that person. You and you can still disagree, you can even still say, I'm going to fight you on this, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes in person and in relationship, you know the heart and the motives behind that person. Yep. Um I this is just random. I I do think it applies. I, <laughs> do you know, John Acuff, he's like a Christian mm-hmm. writer. Um, it was, he, he tweeted this earlier today. I just thought this was so good. He, he said this, he said, I'm doing this new thing where if you disagree with my personal opinion about something, I don't assume it means you hate me. I assume it means you have a different <laughs> personal opinion than me. When I do that, I actually get to learn from you instead of label you. <laughs> wow. I thought that was so good because that is good. in relationship, it's easier to do that. Like life groups, we've talked about this in the past. They're messy. Like we're going to run into people that see things differently and that can actually inform us. We can inform them. We can learn how to agree to disagree or learn how to um, – To love each other in the midst of that social media though to Mm -hmm. my point Mm -hmm. is just so hard to do that because i mean you sort of started the conversation with this we see one tweet or we see one opinion and and we have no context we have no nuance and and that person just gets attacked and and in some ways it's rightfully so right like Mm -hmm. and that's where it gets tricky because it's like I actually don't think all cancel culture is bad. It's like we, we now have the ability to speak up and we have ability to join together and say, that is not right. You mm-hmm. can't talk about this group of people like that. Uh, you can't do this. Um, whereas in the old days, the power structures, it was just hard to speak up against injustice. So mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, but yeah, so often we just miss the nuance and the complexity. And so I think to your to your original question, yeah, I think we're still call that's our main call. And I think what we have to figure out, and this is both individually and as a community of believers, is how much to engage. Yes, in our current culture, and that's again that's goes that's every Christian, every culture they've been in, mm-hmm. is like how to appropriately engage and appropriately uh, sort of untether yourself from the culture. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer engaged his culture. He fought against the, uh just the injustices with, with Hitler and the Nazis where it could have been so easy for Christians say, Oh, that's like, I'm just going to disengage from my culture completely. Mm. Um But we can also easily get sucked into, to all of this. So, Yeah, it's a really complex, uh, complex situation.
0: It is a complex situation. And in many ways, like conversing through media, like anything on a phone or email or tech wise, like this is a new language that we're all learning. Yeah. We're not programmed to be able to do that. We're not programmed to not pick up on nuance or body language or being able to interpret someone's heart when they're talking to you. Like that's what we've been doing forever. And now (laughs) in the last 20 years, people have to figure out a different way to, to communicate. And in many ways, it it just seems like as, as useful as a tool as social media is, it's so incredibly hard to communicate what exactly you want to communicate on social media. Right. Yeah. Yeah. and part part of me is um, i mean i haven't teased out this idea much at all but what does canceling do yeah when when you cancel someone or or an ideology or something i mean yes their voice isn't reaching as many people but are you are you coming beside that person are you Are you having those conversations to really get down? Okay, what is it really that you're feeling and thinking? Let's dive under. Let's get, you know, five layers deep in this onion. I just saw the topical layer that you just sent out. And let's have a conversation around that. And I think that's why people are gravitating towards medias like this, like podcasts or long-form authentic conversations. And so I'm wondering if how much engagement on social media, how good can it really do? Right, 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 right. I might be in a cynical place right now because of the last two months, but that's just kind of where I'm at.
1: Oh, dude. No, that's so good because like what this requires to work through issues, to work through new perspectives is authenticity, you know, and and long form conversations like old school Mm -hmm. talking over a campfire and like, but the problem is we can't be authentic if we feel like if I say the wrong thing, uh, right, I, like I lose my chance, and that and that's so tricky. I you mentioned uh, w- yeah, go ahead.
0: Sorry, just to piggyback off that, when you're conversing with someone over social media, you don't even know if that's what they truly believe.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right, right. It could be me
0: playing a part. Uh, and being really mean, you know, like, right, right. but that's not how I feel or how I think, but Hey, that's where, I, that's how I make my living. Like I might have this platform that I have and you know, that, that might be my brand or whatever, but maybe that's not me at the heart of it, but that's just, you know, that's a separate part. And so you don't even know who, the person that you think is talking, if that's what, even what they really feel. And it's just yeah. like, ah, oh, dude,
1: it's just so yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're not doing life for that person. You're not in mm-hmm. a relationship with that. That person, mm. yeah. You mentioned what does canceling do, and I, I do think it's an int- it would be interesting to go through scriptures and go through the Bible and just think through who would have been canceled and mm. hadn't had a that's chance fun. for for redemption. And that's that's part of where this this thing rubs against us as Christians is like redemption is our deal. Like right. that's sort of what we hold on to is like Jesus as the great judge. Mm-hmm can look into our hearts and our motives and say, yes, you've made horrible mistakes, but you're Mm -hmm. not done yet. I can help you turn that around. Mm -hmm. And so the one that just pops in my head is like David, where it's like, what what is worse than being the king of a nation and committing adultery in the midst of this and then Mm -hmm. murdering the husband of this person you commit adultery with? Like, Mm -hmm. That's worse than anything you're going to see. Like, that's so bad. Canceled. Can't, yeah. And it, and it's one of those things where it's like, uh, again, to the complexity, it's like, yeah, justice needed to be done there. Like, sure, he should be removed as the king. Yeah. He mm-hmm. should face consequences. Yeah. But it's just fascinating because the messy, the messiness of the Bible, like at some point, David is uh, called a man after God's own heart. And we see the redemption arc that he mm-hmm. confesses and he comes around. And I bet, you know, we could just go through scriptures and just see time after time uh, of, of just these, this redemption arc. And again, I'm not saying like these people don't deserve consequences. That's our original point is yes, they do. They need to re- be removed of the ability to harm others. Yes. Mm. That's a good but distinction. But that does to make. not mean their heart or their motives mm-hmm. are beyond redemption. And that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of the core thing.
0: Yeah. How do you separate consequences and judgment?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what, you, yeah. That's the thing you mentioned earlier that does have me a little stumped. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm just going to be completely honest with everybody right here. I think we're a safe place Sank Podcast. It's not, it's, it's going out through the whole world, but I don't mind saying like, one of the reasons I'm opposed to the death penalty is that is such an extreme consequence that just Mm. worries me that that's one you could get wrong and just really like, you know, if someone gets five years in jail as a consequence and it turns out they didn't deserve that, that sucks. But the death penalty just feels like Mm. such an extreme judgment level. I don't know if any human being quite has that uh, ability and, and, We could go down a rabbit trail of like, what does that mean about war? What does that mean about killing Hitler? That's a Dietrich Bonhoeffer thing. Is like, is it just to kill somebody that could potentially kill thousands and thousands? Mm -hmm. That's a great like theology thought experiment. I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think to me, consequences should be based around removing someone from the ability to either harm or Mm -hmm. have power right Mm -hmm. whatever that you know that can be thinking of my kid like a consequence could be if my son is hitting my daughter like a consequence first off is just removing him from that situation like getting him away from the anger Uh, so just putting him in his room because I don't want him to keep hitting her (laughs) Uh, the second piece, I think consequence has to be based around learning as, as Christians, right? Like rehabilitation. It has to be based on helping that person or ourselves. Cause this, <laughs> I deserve consequences a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. understanding the why, like, so again, my son, it's not just, I want to punish him. It's like, I want him to understand why you should not hit your, your sister or other people. Um, And I think this is why I put the word solution in the definition earlier is like consequences should help us lead to solutions. It shouldn't just be vindictive, which is what a lot of us get into of like. That's good. I want to punish them. They're the worst. They Mm -hmm. deserve this. I think that's,
0: that's. That's what we need to drill drill a little bit deeper on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. I feel like that and cancel culture are hand in hand.
1: Uh, right, 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 right. Yes, it's, I agree. That
0: person got what they deserved. You know, they said that bad thing, whatever it was, or or did whatever. Now, yeah. that's what judgment and justice is. Their platform's removed. They can't do that again. We won.
1: Yeah, dude, it, you're right. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, the vindictive piece, mm-hmm. and that's where it's so harming. For us as Christians, because our entire, like a core tenet of what we believe is none of, we're not getting what we deserve. If we got what we deserve. Yeah, if we got what we deserve, we'd all, yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus comes along and says, I'm going to flip this thing and I'm going to give you grace.
0: And Jesus didn't get what he deserved.
1: That's (laughs) that's true. (laughs) That's true. Well, that's a, that's another interesting thought experiment is like, uh you, another campus pastor at menlo just mentioned uh this this thought of like what do mobs ever accomplish like mobs typically are the 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 groups that lynch people a mm-hmm. uh, mob is what took G, like eventually crucified wow. jesus so it's interesting just to think through like what is the difference between a mob A collection of people fighting for justice. That's another one, but but yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a difference between vindictive revenge, and that that to me is. I think you're spot on. That is veering towards judgment because you just want to get back at that person, as opposed to I want to help make our society better. I want to help make a heart transformation.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that heart transformation piece that you were talking about earlier. It's yeah, it's going from one thing to okay, is this person learning and growing and seeking I mean as Christians, as seeking how to see the world as Jesus would see the world. And I feel right. like that's the two ends of that spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. So I you know, I I think even as we talk through this, I I think I try to give this disclaimer a lot, but especially in a topic like this, I don't have the answers. (laughs) I don't know if you're claiming to have the answers, but I definitely do not. I know everything about
0: everything else, but this topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the only one that stumped the unstumpable.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to be super clear with people. Like I'm still processing this myself of like, how do I pursue this? Cause you know, this is part of where we landed on Sunday is like part of the issue with judging. Mm-hmm. And this is Jesus entire point in this part of the Sermon on the Mount is like, uh, we forget that I've got my own issues. I've got so many issues and so many f- like failures that it's just so weird that i'm i'm so quick to judge other people and i still do it all the time mm-hmm. i think of uh yeah, just in the past week who have i seen online and specifically who i've just been like i am better than that person i they are a bad human being like whether i say that or not that's what i'm thinking and just uh the blindness of like but look at all these issues i have uh, and i'm sure grateful for the people in my life who have not rejected me or canceled me but have instead said hey i'm going to call you out on this but i love you and mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out here's here's an interesting one too man i don't know if you've ever thought about this but i you know i'm a little older than you and social media was definitely not a thing until college for me and i've just thought through a lot Same. like Thank you, Lord, that I didn't have Twitter when I was in high school. Like oh, dude. you think about what man, I just think about how I've progressed or changed or learned and it's in a lot of ways I think that helps me have empathy, uh, which is the word we used a lot on Sunday like man, I, we're all in on a journey, hopefully a journey of growth and getting healthier, not always the case, but mm-hmm. man, if if I had a Twitter account in high school, there'd be things people could find out and they'd be like, dude, Adam Hendrix is a bad person. It's like, no, I was learning. I had some misplaced views then and now I have learned, I've changed, I've grown. Um, so that's just an interesting one. So, for example. So,
0: how can we insert grace into social media?
1: Um, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll pin that for another conversation, but cause I feel like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think a part of it could be as simple as, well, not another, none of this is simple. I should take that back. But one quick thing is we should all take breaths before we ever post anything. We should all take pauses. We should take a mm-hmm. day hours at least. Uh, Instead of just firing back at or firing at people and just really pause, breathe. Maybe this might sound a little too cliche, but just pray over it even. Like, what is the right, what's the wise thing to do here? I think that's good. Dude, we need like like
0: 10 social media commandments from Pastor Adam.
1: Oh, dude. That's a new series. The 10 commandments of social media. That's actually pretty good that's interesting I
0: think all this is so valuable because yes many times when I'm angry or frustrated or upset or apathetic and don't care like whatever yes that's when I'm that's when I'll engage with things that I shouldn't engage with
1: yeah well I hadn't even thought about that piece yeah there's a part that's just like anger uh sort of just going firing back at somebody then there's just a piece of like there are times when we our filter is down And we're Mm -hmm. just in a spot of like, I'm just going to throw
0: this up. It's like almost vulnerability and operating out of like, I'm not in a space where I should be taking in information at all yet. Yeah. This is what my my brain is trained to do. And so that's why I'm sitting here on my phone absorbing really when I should be going into the word or prayer or something like that. And that's what's getting into my spirit. And that's what's getting into my mind. Yeah. It's dangerous.
1: Yeah. A couple more. Maybe these could be part of the Ten Commandments. These just are. I think are two other really good practices. It is like uh, sort of what John Akef was saying in this tweet I read earlier, but is tr- trying to have a posture of learning, and that's so easy to say but so hard to do. <laughs> but uh, instead of assuming someone that has a different opinion than, opinion than you is a dumb uh redneck or uh, someone who's ill-informed or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever label you want to have mm-hmm. in your head, like somehow changing your posture to like, what can this person teach me? And I think mm-hmm. that helps with your engagement with that person. Cause then it's less of attack, attack, attack and more of, mm-hmm. can you help me understand? Like, right. that's a great phrase I've heard said a lot when it comes to arguments. If you actually want to get somewhere is like, can you help me understand like your position. Can you help me understand why you feel that way? So it's coming alongside as as opposed to confronting directly. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I've just seen, I have seen this used well, not enough, but um, taking it to DMs or, or taking it ideally to personal conversation, right? Like uh, I, I've seen some some pastors or Christian thought leaders do this really well of like when it gets superheated just asking that person on Twitter, hey, can we talk about this privately so we, you know because that's where the where you can have a, a healthier back and forth. Um, so those are a couple of things, but yeah, I don't know man <laughs> at the well, end of the day.
0: <laughs> I think to, to me both of those are markers that someone is one operating out of health. And one operating out of a space where they're a little bit removed and have the perspective to learn or not so ingrained in the argument that they can't take a step back and say, Hey, how is this, what am I trying to accomplish? And is this going to accomplish it?
1: Right. 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 Dude. That's great. Well, Hey, before we close up, I thought it'd be cool if you just told us all of the bad things you did in high school that we could, tweet out to the world. Do we have another two hours? <laughs> Dude, um yeah, I mean related note, I think about a lot, like with my kids and and I, I guess I, I I have a lot of empathy for those who grow up with these technologies at a younger age because Yeah. Yeah. It, I I think uh if I remember right, my my wife's early childhood education, but your brain is still growing until you're 18. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're not really forming uh, like your, your, your full intellectual ability until the, uh, around the time you finish high school. Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how can we, yeah. Expect even in college, like you're just learning what it means to be an adult. How can we uh, expect people to be held to, to certain standards? But anyways, that's all another thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we should probably wrap this up. We both have some places to go, but dude, it's good to have you again. It's good to Heck do yeah. this again.
0: Yeah. Um, just I I don't know, a quick little wrap up, fun question. Yeah. What have you been thinking about, pondering about? What have you, I mean, I I've, we haven't done this in about a month or so. Yeah. Any learnings from you in the last month or things that have been on your mind, scripture that has been important to you, anything of that sort? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, I won't make this super long. I could. But um, Joshua one nine is a verse I've been meditating on for about a month and a half now, which is a pretty common verse. Most of you probably have heard or maybe have memorized, but uh, it says, uh, do not be afraid. Be courageous. Don't be discouraged. But the part I've really been meditating on is the second part of that, which is, uh, for the Lord your God will be with you. Mm-hmm. wherever you go. And so the two words I've been really reflecting on is the word with and the word where, wherever. And, uh, just quickly. I, yeah. With, as I've been reflecting on that is just, uh, how many times in the P um, <laughs> I've just felt alone. Even though I've got a household of, uh, craziness and great people
0: mm-hmm. and I've
1: got great community at church through the internet, <laughs> Mm-hmm. just so many times I've just felt like overwhelmed, discouraged. Cause I just feel alone. And yeah. I've been a Christian the majority of my life. I know I've heard it said a hundred times, no more than a hundred times that God is with me, but it's just hard to really, um, understand that in each moment He is with me. So I've just been trying to reflect on that. I think That's a journey we'll all be on as Christians is helping us really like our brains, our minds, our souls Mm -hmm. to feel the presence of God. And then the second word, wherever is like, God's not just with me. He's with me wherever. So any circumstance, like Mm -hmm. if something horrible happens tomorrow in the world or with my family or at the church, that doesn't change the fact, Um, you know, so that that's been something i've been meditating on a lot uh i think it's helpful because it's so like church is a place that you go in the past that's sort of what we thought uh even if we said differently and and we're learning in real time Mm -hmm. uh, that is not what church is all about church is Mm -hmm. about communing with god in the moment and then with others yeah and and that could be in a house it could be in a park so anyways
0: how about you Man, those are great thoughts. Thanks. Thank you for laying that out for us. Um, I, I've been thinking about a quote that I heard from a pastor, Pastor Mike Kai, um, on a like webinar thing that I signed up for last week. Uh, it was something like, comparison and complacency are two evil twins that are fighting for your contentment.
1: Hmm. I and to
0: think about I, so to me, yeah, it, it it kind of took my mind a little bit to wrap, wrap fully around that. But yeah, I've just kind of been operating out of a place where I haven't been my normal self, whether that mm-hmm. is the pandemic, whether that's work <laughs> stuff, whether that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I usually slide towards, you know. I guess complacency a little bit of just, eh, eh, I'll just, you know, just get through it and then not do anything or not really try and go out and do stuff, not work out, not read the Bible, not, you know.
1: yeah And yeah. so,
0: and then I will get buried by comparison when I see yes. people that are yes. doing better than me. Right. And so yes. it's just like these two things that mm-hmm. are just, that I'm trying to find contentment in where it's just, I can't, you know, that's not where you're going to find it. And yeah. so, yeah it's hard f- operating out of that and trying to find motivation to do things or to take that first next step or and so that's just kind of where i don't know it's good man where i've been at where it's just i just got to start chipping away at the little things right yeah
1: that's so good dude thanks for sharing uh yeah that's that's something uh, i mean we could go on that, this <laughs> forever too but that's the other piece with social media is mm-hmm. the comparison piece mm-hmm. uh that is I think that's one of the most unhealthy pieces about it is we immediately get on there. And it could be YouTube, too. I know you and I both love watching YouTube. Uh, It could be any piece of this where you can instantly see how amazing certain people are. And you're you're seeing the highlights. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing all the work they put into it or Mm -hmm. their struggles. We just get to see how amazing their vacation, you know, like your trip. Or yeah, you, your travels in the past month. I'm sure you had tons of times where it's just frustrating, annoying. You're exhausted, but what I'm going to see on Instagram is like an amazing pic of you yeah. at Yellowstone.
0: Yep, you're in- not going to see the picture of us panicking a half an hour before that picture because one <laughs> of us, who I'm going to who I'm going to name, remain nameless. Accidentally threw away the car keys in a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Missy (laughs) just thanked me for for making it nameless.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But that that people don't see that. Exactly. And that's totally fine. That's, you know, that's what Instagram is. There's no reason. Like, I don't want to see a picture of your keys in the trash, you know. But the the problem is, yeah, I see that picture of you yelse and I'm like, oh man, I'm so jealous. Like Mark's got the life. He's got it all figured out. He's living the dream and I'm here eating a peanut butter sandwich for dinner <laughs> or whatever. You sure. know, and that it, it it's just yeah, that's that's a great one too, man. That's mm-hmm. we should dig into that one next. him man's social media, man. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, to, to see those. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. It's great to be back. Uh, We will keep this going. We'll never miss another week.
0: Ever. (laughs) Otherwise, you can judge
1: us. (laughs) Yeah, That's so good. Now it just puts us in a perfect place. Either we do a great job and do it every week, or we're talking to a bunch of judges. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. See you, Mark. Bye That's guys, so see ya.